Welcome to Commerce Growth Lab, the community for commerce strategies and tactics. I'm your host, Franco Variano. This season, the podcast focuses on speaking with some of the most interesting and successful trendsetters, entrepreneurs, and leaders in commerce. Together, we'll dive into their unique stories, experience their highs and lows, and gain from their insights and experiences as they continue to shape this industry. It's really easy for people to kind of go open a Shopify store and they all look very similar. So it's hard for these retailers to differentiate themselves online and because they're spending anywhere between five and 15,000 a month on rent on their storefront, we thought that, that was the perfect asset for them to, uh, to be able to showcase and differentiate to their prospective customers online. Today we're chatting with Kaylin Nuevo and Robert Bukin, the co-founders of Nuevo, a virtual storefront for e-commerce brands. Both Kaylin and Robert join us to share their stories, why they're so passionate about VR and e-commerce, what it's been like building Nuevo, and much more. So let's get started. Hey, Kaylin and Robert, thanks so much for being on the show today. No, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for, uh, for having us. No worries. It's my pleasure. Really excited to have you both on to learn more about Noibu. But before we dive into that, can you each tell me a little bit more about yourselves? Robert, maybe we can start with you. Yeah, for sure. So uh, a little bit of an interesting path. Myself studied at the Telfer School of Management, and it's a little bit of a an interesting major that I took. It was accounting, but that gave me quite a bit of insight in terms of a little bit of a dis- different perspective on how technology, e-commerce, retail, all of that works. I kind of took it from an approach from a financial perspective, and I was reading all of those articles of uh, retailers closing down stores taking a look at what happened, dived into their financial statements and kind of was more on that nerdy side of things and uh, was really always just trying to find out what went wrong and what can be done to to, to really help out specifically this industry. And uh, I guess I'll let Kaylin explain as well. Yeah, so I have a similar similar background. Uh, I studied at the Telfer School of Management as well. I major in uh, my backgrounds in finance, uh, so I approached uh, approached this from the similar perspective, from a financial a statement perspective, and uh, similar similar story uh, to Rob as well in that. So a little bit about myself. I'm super passionate about e-commerce technology. I love real estate. We just were always super interested in startups. We thought now is the best time, and that's kind of how we ended up here. That's really cool. So where did that passion for startups and e-commerce come from? Yeah, for sure. So Kaylin and I, we've always really been into startups. From a young age, we were both very entrepreneurial. In second year uni, we tried to do a startup in cybersecurity for kids. We had a mobile app that would track their location and notify parents when their kid would be skipping or something like that. And we had some good uses there. We didn't commercialize, but it was a good experience. And then right after uni, I actually worked at an organization called Startup Canada. Got to talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, traveled the East Coast. So kind of have always really been in the, in the startup scene myself. And in terms of e-commerce slash retail, Kaylin and I, we do, we're, we're pretty passionate about fashion and we have always kind of organically just trended towards that specific industry. And that's kind of how Noibu started. And uh, we were kind of like looking at retail as a, as a whole industry and kind of leaned towards e-commerce from there. So as mentioned, today you're both the co-founders of a cool new VR startup called Noibu. Can you tell me more about what Noibu is all about and what motivated you both to start it? So our mandate is uh, 
to replicate the in-store experience online for customers around the world to enjoy that. What really uh, what really motivated us to start is, like Rob mentioned, we kept seeing a lot of retail apocalypse type stories. Uh, for example, American Apparel is a case study that I studied while in university. And I was always so fascinated by the amount of operating leverage that they had. And we were just thinking, like, how can we help specifically the smaller retailers basically uncommoditize what they're trying to do? It was really, really, really hard for them to stand out just by using their their websites. It's really easy for people to kind of go open a Shopify store and they all look very similar. Uh, so it's hard for these retailers to differentiate themselves online. And because they're spending anywhere between five and 15,000 a month on rent on their storefront, we thought that, that was the perfect asset for them to uh, to be able to showcase and differentiate to their uh, to their prospective customers online. That's really cool. It makes a lot of sense. So where did the brand name come from? Yeah, that's a bit of a funny story. Kaylin and I knew that we wanted a Fiverr name just for, for domain purposes and whatnot. Did a little bit of research on that, read read a few branding books. We started out going on GoDaddy, entering uh, various different names, and then we stumbled upon a mixture of Kaylin's last name and mine put together. So we kind of mashed it all together, checked it out on GoDaddy, and, and it was a go from there. Wow, what a perfect fit. And how long did it take to come up with that? About a few weeks for sure of back and forth. I think we were, were testing out some more specific ideas like 3dvrshop.com. All of those were taken. And then we kind of brought it back and we were like, why don't we just merge our last name, see if that's available. And we got lucky there. That's awesome. And so while I know it's still early days, what is it about VR in commerce retail that has you both so excited about the future of the technology? Or I'm super, super excited. The amount of feedback we've gotten uh, from small uh, store owners and also larger executives at, uh, at retail companies has, has been overwhelming. It's been absolutely fantastic. Now, w- why we really like it for retail is because what we found is that when you go into a store, storefront specifically, it's the experience that really gets you emotional and that's what makes you purchase. And uh, while the emotion has been taken out of uh, a lot of e-commerce transactions, it's forced these brands to rely on discounts and free shipping and free returns to try and entice these customers to purchase. So we think bringing back the fun element of being able to go to the store, but also opening up the borders internationally. So someone who could never afford to, uh, to, to fly to Italy on a weekend for for example, for a shopping trip, uh, would be able to now step into any storefront in Italy in, in, in theory. And that's what really uh, gets us going in the morning. And, and that's where we see the endless uh, possibilities of what we're trying to do. Yeah, I can believe it. And so with that focus on trying to achieve all of those different things, how exactly does the product help retailers recreate that in-store experience, but online? The idea is there's hundreds of thousands of e-commerce websites. It's a busy space. It's really hard for retailers to uh, differentiate themselves and specifically online. And the approach that we're taking is you guys spend so much time, so much effort, so much resource on uh, your flagship store, for example, between the planning, execution, maintenance. And it's a big part part of your brand. It's a big part of your value proposition. And your website, your e-commerce website is the first point of contact for new and existing customers. So it's important to give those specific eyeballs, more context and more explanation about what you guys are all about. And we think that bringing your flagship store online allows customers to really connect on a personal level and understand why this specific sweater that's a white sweater on your website is actually worth 400 bucks. You're connecting with the storefront and 
exploring it, getting some context, and really, really being able to connect with the brand on a, on a real personal level. And at the same time, we're driving sales online, but we're also driving sales in store for people that are just checking out the website. They're in Ottawa. They've never been to this boutique before. They want to check out the layout or see what they're all about. And it's going to push people over the edge to actually go in because these boutique owners or retail store owners have actually put in a lot of time and effort into showcasing what they're all about sure that makes sense. So what have been some of the initial challenges in gaining some of this initial adoption with merchants? What have been some of the biggest obstacles to overcome in that process? So last summer, Rob and I decided that we were going to walk into every boutique store in Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto and and speak with the owner or speak with the manager, whoever was there. We originally went in with the mindset of asking them what their troubles were before coming up with a solution uh, for a problem that they didn't have. And a lot of of what we found was that they were having trouble kickstarting their sales online through their e-commerce platform. So we asked them, okay, so you guys are getting 100 people come on your website, no one's buying. How many people uh, walk through your store before someone buys? Okay, well, about four or five. So what's the difference? They walk in, I say hi, they get to take a look, I do some recommendations, they get to see the architecture of uh, the actual store itself, get some more context, get the vibe uh, through maybe some music. So we looked at those elements and and all of those elements are things we want to cover uh, in the long term. And we thought that the first point of contact would definitely be to, to bring the visual aspect. Uh, so often people, when they're walking in the street, they see the mannequin and that's what attracts them into the store. The big windows displaying, displaying a, an outfit or two. So that's something that now that they can show on their e-commerce. So that was, the, that was the first thing. So going in, speaking with the re- retail store owners, a lot of the smaller store owners uh, don't have a huge budget. So at the beginning, they said, we really, really think it's cool, but we don't want to be your guinea pig. So what we did was we, uh, we went to multiple and we ended up cutting a deal for a pilot with a, a very large, very well-respected consumer fashion brand out of Quebec that had five retail stores in four cities. And that's who we did our original, uh, original pilot with. From there, we've been able to uh, look at all the data and now present case studies to the small business and the larger enterprises uh, to say, hey, look, like not only is this a good idea, but th- these are the things that could, uh, could happen. But at the beginning, it was definitely very challenging uh, going in. People are often apprehensive. They get approached a lot by different services, SEO, marketing, sales funnel optimization. So we wanted to make sure that we differentiated ourselves and didn't kind of put ourselves in that pile of here we are trying to sell you services. So we we took the approach of, hey, you guys are the experts. Please tell us what your needs are. And uh, from then, we were able to reverse uh, reverse engineer uh, a solution uh, to those problems for them. That's really cool. So how can merchants get started with the platform today? So we're currently servicing the Quebec City, Montreal, Ottawa, and Toronto market for sure. But if there's retailers outside of those areas, we're definitely open to chatting with them. We have partners that we work with all across North America that help us fulfill our logistics. And to get started, just go on www.noibu.com, N-O-I-B-U.com, and fill out the free consultation form just at the bottom of the website. And it's going to be directed to either Kaelin or I, and we're pretty quick to respond within 24 hours. And if you're in one of those four areas, within about two weeks, we're going to be there right before your boutique or retail store opens to provide you with a free demo to really show you what we're all about and the real value. So we'll actually recreate your retail storefront will absorb the cost to show you what it is just for that initial discussion purpose just to really show you what we're thinking in terms of where to put it on your website and really get the discussion going from there so it's really easy to get started like i said just head on our website 
Awesome. And logistics wise, when it comes to mapping the store, what does the process to get up and running look like? So we usually come in about an hour before open. Usually the store manager or one of the clerks lets us in. It takes about 30 minutes to an hour to complete the scans. And we have a 3D camera that we place on a tripod and put it in multiple positions throughout the storefront. It's really simple, hands-off, not much either than a little bit of prep beginning at the uh, for the retail store to make, it, make sure it's all presentable and it doesn't take too much time, like I said. Wow, that's super quick. And so what have been some of the early results or feedback from both retailers and customers? Like I mentioned before, we did a pilot and uh, one of the earliest uh, results we saw right off the bat were that people were super, super engaged. It's almost gamified part of the shopping experience. Uh, they were spending a lot more time, uh, well, well above 100% more than before on those active pages and also overall uh, on the website. So right off the bat, you're captivating your customer's attention for longer and you're giving them something that they've uh, never seen before, something that's very novel, uh, unique, and, and really is able to showcase uh, your story. Storefront. So right off the bat, before we even rolled this out, we did a couple focus groups. Uh, the focus groups told us that they really, really enjoyed something that was different. They saw a lot of value in it. For example, a lot mentioned that sometimes they're on a website and they're unsure if it's, it's a legit website or not because it looked really good. It's really easy to fake those now. You can't fake a storefront. So it just gave them some uh, reassurance that, okay, I'm spending $500 on a sweater here or on a, on a pair of pants. I'm not getting ripped off. These people clearly are investing a lot in their uh, retail storefront. So they're a legitimate business. So that was one of the, the pieces of feedback. Also, often right now, people who are shopping in e-commerce, they're not necessarily in a discovery mode. They're more in a commodity purchase mode, which means that they already know what they're looking so, for. So for those who are going on with the intention of discovery, it's providing them a, a better experience versus the traditional scrolling through 50, 60 different pages of just photos uh, of articles of clothing. So it's something that's different. So the customers really, really love it. Our retailers absolutely love it as well. They've seen an increase increase in their sales and their customer engagement. And they've uh, provided a, a few uh, quotes that are on our website, noibu.com, N-O-I-B-U.com, which is something that, that anyone can check out. But yeah, our early feedback has, uh, has been fantastic. Wow, that's very exciting. And so even though this is just the beginning, what's your focus for 2018? Yeah, for sure. So we're going to be focusing on two things specifically. A, that's going to be improving the product. We've gotten a lot of user feedback. We've had hundreds of eyeballs on uh, on this technology and we were constantly talking to customers. We have a great feedback loop. We've had multiple focus groups and we got sort of lucky. The product that we originally iterated has been resonating really well, but we were, we're perfectionists and we're always looking to, to be ahead of the curve and we're really focusing on... Uh, uh, on making it really the, the, the best UI and making sure that the shoppers are really connecting with the brand on a whole new level and making sure that we're really taking taking in that customer customer feedback loop and uh, really improving that product so to where we want it to be uh, and also integrating some more back-end stuff as well <laughs> in terms of data insights and heat maps for retailers and but that's uh, a little bit more of the nitty-gritty stuff and then at the same time we're really in uh, heavy sales mode right now we're trying to grow we really want to service the quebec montreal ottawa and toronto area to really create a beachhead for us and then take that and really bring it outside of canada into the eastern part of the united states whether that be new york boston pittsburgh those northern cities and really show that this is a concept that we think is going to be adopted within all of north america and then obviously global as we go on but Really, uh, it, it's it's about improving the product and then focusing uh, focusing on growth. Like I said, we sell a boutique 
softer, but as well, we're, we're trying to go after and get some, some bigger names to give us really that credibility. And once we have some of those larger companies that are adopting us, I think we're going to get a lot more traction and it's about preparing for that growth and making sure that when that does happen, that we're not low on the resource side, because as many of us know, uh, we've all heard those stories that when companies grow too quickly, sometimes their founders or their team aren't prepared for that. And that's, uh, that's definitely not what we want to happen to us. So we're, 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 we're doing a lot of contingency planning, planning for, for positive things. We know it's, it's a lot of work, but we're confident we can get there and just working hard every day. Really, really talking to, to all of our users, talking to people uh, at trade shows and seeing. And we're, we're, the good thing about what we're doing is it's pretty visual product. So it gives us a lot of motivation. People love what we're doing and it, it keeps us going for sure. Definitely. And on that note, are there any resources, books, videos, blog posts, whatever that you guys have found either to be really, really useful or that you would recommend to others? For sure. I think uh, I think kickstarting the business is always the, the hardest thing. And, and that's where you really, really question yourself is what I'm doing of value. Does it make sense? Does it make sense, but isn't bringing a big value? So that's, um, that's where we are uh, right now with starting off. Um, in terms of books, I think uh, a really, really good book to start off with is The Lean Startup. I think uh, reading that book two or three times is going to save you a lot of time. It really helps you with basically understanding, okay, well, I'm not going to hide in my basement for nine months with this idea, hide it from everyone because I think people are going to steal it and then present it to the world in 12 months to find out that nobody actually wants what I'm doing. That's a really, really, really good book. I also can recommend, there's a book uh, that I just finished reading called Shoe Dog. It's uh, The Nike Story by Phil Knight. That's really, really inspirational. And it uh, it helps the younger generation and uh, myself included in this to, to stay patient and just know that what you're doing is going to take a lot of time, a lot of podcasts. Uh, just knowing uh, that other people are going through similar emotions as you, they're going through s- similar troubles. I would really recommend uh, listening to uh, to your podcast. Obviously, the Commerce Growth Lab has, has been great. There's the YC one, there's Masters of Scale and uh, How I Built This. Those are all fantastic. And those are things that you can listen on your morning drive to kind of uh, reassure you that uh, what you're doing, uh, you just got to keep pushing, stay positive, stay focused and be realistic about everything. And, and you know what's interesting? I think a book that you forgot that both of us read was uh, The Power of Habit and creating those daily habits for success. Prior to reading that, which I think was about a year ago, we kind of, we were good, we were structured, but it was interesting to read that book to really understand how the brain psychology works, to really get into the habit of forming those little daily wins. And that over a certain period of time accumulates into success. So I I think personally, from my perspective, any startups, any entrepreneurs, any entrepreneurial people should definitely read all those books and uh, listen to all those podcasts for sure to help them out. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great uh, that's a great book. I, I forgot to mention that in there, but yeah, no, that was probably the best book I've ever read in uh, read in my life. Yeah, the power so. of habits a good one yeah, for sure. Absolutely, awesome. There's a lot of great resources in there, and we'll make sure that we link to them so others can check them out and find them. So, given that we've touched on so much over the course of the episode, are there any final thoughts or words of advice that you'd leave us with? I have a little bit of one that's more specific to anyone interested in retail e-commerce, I guess. Kaylin and I have spoken with over 100 boutique slash retail owners. We've seen a significant increase in interest from one-time retailers that were not so bullish on e-commerce and the online digital world, whether that's because they were less tech-savvy or you know they were stuck in their old ways. But I've personally noticed that even over the past year, there's been really a shift. And I don't know why, if that's from 
them understanding that the real retail apocalypse is real. But point being is retailers are really, really aware of, of the current realities of, of their industry. And, and it's really nice to see that they're they're more open. Kaylin and I have had an easier time connecting with them. They're they're looking for new ways to innovate, new ways to compete, and and it's really uh, it's really good to hear, and it's really good to see as well. I'll just add a, a bit to that. Just start. This is something that Robert and I wanted to do. Uh, we started at age just turned uh, twenty twenty three, and Rob was twenty two. So we we were pretty much two years into our careers. And we said, like, this is something we got to just kind of jump into the cold water and experience. You don't want to be in your 30s and 40s and have bigger commitments in your life and then have to do this, although it's still possible at that age. It's definitely easier and you have more runway in terms of the time you have to figure it out. So I would just say say start as soon as possible because just as much planning as business plans as you do, it never goes according to plan. Just start, always uh, stay close to mentors, use the resources and just assume that you know nothing and that everyone around you, your customer knows everything and they will tell you what they need. And the harder part is learning what to weed out and learning what to focus on, but that comes with time and just consistent iteration staying positive and having a, a good team and uh, just kind of powering forward. Yeah, I completely agree. What a great way to end the episode. Robert, Kalen, thank you both so much for taking the time to chat today. It was awesome having you guys on. Yeah, it was a pleasure to be here, Franco. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you so much, Franco. Thanks for listening. Commerce Growth Lab is recorded and produced by me. There's no massive team behind it, and so I'd love your help in growing the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show or share a link on social media. You can find out more about the show, our guests, and everything commerce-related by visiting our site at www.commercegrowthlab.com. Follow us on Twitter at ComGrowthLab, that's com with two Ms, or join the community on Facebook at Commerce Growth Lab. We couldn't do this show without your awesome support, so thanks for listening.